0: Welcome to Saved, a podcast where we capture conversations over coffee. I'm Corey, and this week is part two of our special Johnny and Friends episode. We uh, left off part one with Evan Marsh talking about what the Lord has taught him during his trip to Johnny and Friends. And so without further ado, let's jump right back into that. Well, something that I'm just curious about, because I hear every time, uh a group goes out to Johnny and friends. They come back and tell all the highlights, which, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love hearing the highlights. I love hearing about uh, people's lives changed. But what does just the average day look like? Like, talk about that. Can I answer the other question? I'm so sorry. Yeah, go ahead, please.
1: It's okay. It's a, it's a really long answer.
0: Uh, can you face the mic towards your mouth and not me? You're gonna to have to move that whole thing. Uh,
1: sorry, oh my god! <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I might as well just do that. Um, can you ask the question?
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, how did the Lord change you last week?
1: Yes, yeah, so I'm not gonna answer that question. What? Actually, I'm gonna answer a similar question that is inside my head, and I'll just say things, and it's, it'll answer it. Um,
0: this is inappropriate.
1: I'm sorry. I'm not good at answering questions. That's why I don't answer <laughs> this is, them. <laughs> you,
0: this is yours.
1: Yeah, but I think that the things that the Lord showed me, because this is my third year going, so a lot of like the day to day and like expectations of what it was going to look like, I was pretty equipped for. And this is actually the only year that I was excited to go because in previous years I've just been like, literally why am I doing this? Like really nervous and hesitant. And Mm. i just forgot that it was awesome. Um, but I was excited this year. And so I think that was different and there wasn't any, like this is a super concrete, like the Lord has changed this and it's really obvious thing, but he definitely like reminded me of a lot of things like the general umbrella of that would be his goodness. Mm. And I feel like, The past, I don't even know however many days we've been back, like four or something, literally it's just like, I feel like almost there's been a like veil taken off and I can just see everywhere like this is what he is doing and this is the good thing that he has done today and this is how he answered this prayer and whatever. And it's just been really sweet, but specifically under the umbrella of good, I think that one thing that I have been reminded of through this trip is heaven because in my mind i'm like heaven is the place that we go to when we die and i'll get to live eternally and that is cool and you know as a christian kid i was always like well i'm going to get bored and how could it possibly be so cool and like i don't understand and i want to know all these things and as i've gotten older i'm like okay it doesn't really matter but i still don't think that i had have a really concrete hope in heaven and a really concrete understanding of what that looks like but I think every year that I go to Johnny and friends, is just like another layer of understanding about heaven is added. But I think specifically this year, because we were in color groups, which is like the kids groups. That's what they call them. Mm -hmm. And we were reading this book about heaven that Johnny wrote. And it's just like a children's book. And I bought it. If anyone wants to come and read it, it's really cute. But there's this page where it shows these people like going into heaven essentially. And there's like a blind guy and there's a girl in a wheelchair. And there's people who have like, obvious disabilities but as soon as they pass the threshold and they make it into heaven it's just like all of that is stripped away and the person in the wheelchair is running and the person who's blind can now see and Mm -hmm. they're like picking flowers and whatever and it's just the most beautiful thing in the world and there's also this worship song that they played this year and they've played in previous years and it's called almost home so the idea is like We're almost there, like heaven is just within reach, and we just have to keep pressing on, we have to keep going, because it's just almost there. And there is this one lyric, which I wrote down so I did not forget it, and it says, no more walking, we're running as fast as we can, consider this our second wind. And I was telling Matt about this, but that, I don't know why, I just really love that lyric, because I envision this idea of someone who can't really walk that well, maybe they have CP or they're in a wheelchair or whatever, But the second they get to heaven, they're just running as fast as they can. And they're doing whatever they want because they've been given a renewed body. And then the idea that like that hope is our second wind, as it says in the song, is just like so incredible because I think that I forget that about heaven all the time that like for these families who maybe can't have a real conversation with their kids or can't ever see their kid walk, to have this hope that like one day I can see that is just like the most beautiful thing in the whole world. And I think that it's just reminded me that that is the hope that I can have too, that the mm. Lord will renew me and he will make me new and he will do that to all of these people that I love. And I'll get to see everyone in their perfect form. And it's just so beautiful. So mm. I have a lot of other things that I think he also showed me, but that one is definitely like something I keep thinking back to and want to definitely never forget about.
0: Mm. Uh, um reminds me of just uh, people with disabilities whether it's um mental or physical uh, yeah they're like in this world right now they they're at a disadvantage whether it comes socially or just you know you know doing physical tasks um, which definitely is hard but um, they're at a great advantage um spiritually mm-hmm. and that is that they can, they feel it every single day. Their need for the Lord, and their hope for what's to come, which is something that um, us here is just typicals. Like you know, you're we don't have the, any major disabilities, which you know is I'm grateful for. But at the same time, like I forget, you know, I am desperately sick and need help, and so. I fall into the same trap like you were talking about Evan just of like I'm gonna do it on my own because I think I can but they are uh people with disabilities they they can see oh I definitely need help and if the Lord wants to help me I am I want him to and uh what a what a great thing to look forward to knowing that um in heaven we're gonna have perfect bodies and so uh it is a beautiful thing where they're at a great advantage in life when it comes to knowing the Lord and understanding that.
1: I also just want to say Mm. because we're on the topic of heaven that I think that's part of the reason why people say that Johnny and Friends is like a slice of heaven because you get to see that humility I think in a really clear way and Mm. just like these people know that they need the Lord and they're just fully reliant on him and it is really beautiful. But then also it's like yeah with my camper she has down has down syndrome and she's verbal but she doesn't really communicate that well she only Mm -hmm. says a couple words but i was able to like in this week's time get to know her and get in her mind and understand just like who she is but i cannot even imagine like getting to actually know her and having a full real conversation with her like that is just so beautiful but also like compared to the world probably not that many people are going to spend the time to have a conversation with all these other people like no one is going to give the time of day to somebody who looks different and who looks weird and who is hard to talk to. Mm -hmm. Like people just don't want to do that. And I think that that's why this is like heaven because it's like people spend so much time and so much energy and really like just take hold of the Holy Spirit in order to do that. And then it's like, okay, I don't know what you're going to be like in your perfect form, but at least I'm getting to know you on a basic human level. And I can see that the Lord loves you and that he cares about you and I can see the way that he has made you and mm-hmm. what your personality is. And it's just, it, it's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that anywhere else.
0: Yeah, one last thing here before I move on is I uh, am um, s- often forget what uh, true humility is. And uh, I remember talking to my mom about this a few years ago where I, I, I get confused that humility is like, oh, I, um, I'm a sinner and recognizing my sin um, makes me humble you know it humbles me but that's not what humility is is recognizing how sinful we are because the most humble person that's ever walked this earth was jesus and he was sinless so it's like that it struck me when i was talking to my mom about that i'm like well what is humility then and it's recognizing our need and our helplessness without god and so to truly be humbled uh, I think Johnny and Friends is a great way to understand that because um, majority of those people walking in there being campers are humble. They recognize their need um, here on earth and recognize their need for people and um, hopefully recognize their need for the Lord. And so that's just a, a good reminder for anyone. That just because you're, you know that you're messed up and you're a sinner doesn't mean you're humble. That's recognizing your need for redemption, need for the Lord. Um, say, so, uh, Kels, can you explain what an average day is like at Johnny?
2: Um, yeah, an average day, uh, the campers would arrive in the morning around 8, 8.30-ish, depending upon the family, um, and then we would have breakfast, which was super cool, can I just say, like, they provided food for us Mm -hmm. and I was just like three meals a freaking day. I was like, this is awesome. I
0: usually run on one.
2: Yeah. 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 Um, so we would eat breakfast. Um, and what was really cool is like being able to help with that, like Mm. to help them get their meal. Um, and then we would have breakfast for, I think breakfast was an hour Maybe an hour-ish from the time that they got there. Um, And then after breakfast, we would split off into our color groups, Mm -hmm. which was um, like we each had our own separate rooms. Um, And those could look different. Like I was with a group called The Amazing Adults. Um, And so we would usually do like a craft of some sort that incorporated God. And then we would have a small teaching Mm. um, to go over that, um, which was really freaking sweet. Mm. I, my camper was amazing with Bible knowledge. But anyway, we'll talk about that later Mm. if we get a chance. (laughs) Um, And then after that, um, we would, oh my God, I'm blanking. So after that, After after programming, we would go to lunch, yeah. Another meal, by the way. Crazy. Um, Crazy. And so we would have lunch. And then after lunch was Tata time. um, And that was like pretty much. Tata time? Tata time. I forget what it stands for. Amia. Together and doing activities. That should be really simple. Mm -hmm. And yet (laughs) I forgot. Um, But anyway, we'd have Tata time, um, which was really just free time for you and your camper to do whatever it is that you wanted to do um is it
0: like a big campus kind of thing you're on where a bunch of different places like a big
2: like a lodge yeah so like you had the freedom to go outside um and they always had stuff going on like i know they had uh hikes and they would do like snow cones stuff like that so there was always some sort of activity going on
0: can you give her a high five?
1: Can I just say about these hikes? Because yeah, this oh is literally God, yeah. so dope. But it's this group called Luke 5. And I think this is the first year that I've been there that they've been there. But they are, what is the word? Starts with the S-H. Shoes. Whatever. It doesn't matter. They are like those hike guide people. But they take people who are in wheelchairs on hikes by literally carrying them. Like, that's crazy, because Mm -hmm. these are kids who are never anywhere else going to get an opportunity to hike up, like, these beautiful foothills that we're around, and they literally carry them. Wow. Like, that is so beautiful. So I just had to say that.
0: Were they jacked? No. Um, (laughs) I feel like.
2: (laughs) Like, I was was going to answer that, but then I was like, would that be degrading? Most of them (laughs) know. Really? The one, Not really. The one no. No,
3: was no. like
4: but like
2: yoked. Also okay. the heat index there through the week. Ugh. <laughs> oh uh, it was hot. Mm-hmm. It was like probably a Hundred and seventeen degrees. So they were out no there. AC. No AC. So they were out there like hiking these kids around. Which granted the hikes were in the shade, but still. Even if you uh, were in the shade, it was. That's
0: like, like being inside of a mouth.
2: It was freaking. T- I've never been inside a mouth, but I would. I would imagine it's like being inside a mouth. Yeah, or like a really it's hot, like all toilet.
0: humid.
4: Yeah, it's like so a, that's the worst analogy ever. No, nah, it's a bet. It's
2: ba-
4: not that warm in
0: here. I'm not gonna
1: lie. It's in
0: my mouth. Okay. <laughs>
2: it's
0: a frog. Yeah, it's a frog pissing, chlorine throat.
2: Okay. Um, and then so after Tada time, after Tada time, um, the STMs would have their breaks from four to like five thirty, mm. um, And then we would come back for dinner and we would have dinner. Um, and usually like, I know some of the families would like meet back up for dinner, but just depends. Um, so then we would have dinner and then every day kind of looked different after that on what would happen after dinner. Um, and we ended the night at nine o'clock. Um, so the campers would go back to their, uh, rooms and then we would meet, um, back in the big ballroom area and we would meet with our prayer groups, um, which were like six to seven people that we would meet with. Mm. Um, (laughs) I honestly loved that time of the day Mm. because, uh, when we would first get into our prayer groups, we would do a debriefing session. Um, so it would be basically just, like, talking about your day. <laughs> Maybe I can talk about that. Um, but, yeah, we would, like, talk about our day. Um, and then usually they would do, like, um, announcements of, like, what the next day was going to look like. Um, and if anybody had, like, anything to share, they could share it. Uh, and then after that, we would pray together. Mm. which was so cool um, just to incorporate prayer that much in your daily life. At least for me, I was like, this is so uh, different. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, we pray. Like, yes, I pray. But it was like, Throughout the day, it was like we were always relying on that, which was just super cool to see, and also to just be able to get with people that I've never met before. Um, I mean, Evan was in my prayer group, but um, uh, what? I didn't know who you were. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Ethan just to be Marbles. able to like pray with them and get to know them like through these experiences was super sweet. Also, forgot in the morning we would do. Um, We would usually meet and do like two songs um, in the morning, and uh, we had that little time too before then, if we wanted to wake up early and go to um, prayer, they would have like prayer on the outside deck thing, (laughs) but uh, (laughs) that was optional, obviously, Um, but that was really sweet too to get our day started.
4: I do have to give a quick shout out to Evan because I would have been late every single day if (laughs) Evan didn't wake me up literally every single day. (laughs) It
2: was tough because I was thinking about how you said that earlier where it's like it's not really a vacation and because it was like I was we were still waking up ass early you know and our days would stretch that long Um, but I don't really think of that word when I think about it, cause it's like.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, I bring that up because um, it's a, I mean, it's truly a beautiful service that you guys are doing where you're, you, oh, well, like work would consider it a vacation. You now you're taking PTO or whatever, but you're taking your PTO that's limited to pay for, to go to a place to bust your ass and serve people with disabilities and it's some truly exhausting work, but truly great work, as you guys are talking about. Um, so the Lord is definitely uh, happy and, uh, with all of you for doing that. Did I miss
1: anything? I was just going to say, um, because something is also like different about this camp than probably like school or most churches or something like that, is that there is no obligation for your camper whatsoever to attend yeah. anything. And so there's some people that literally from 8 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. were in the pool all day. And they would get out 10 minutes for meals. So it's like, yeah, John Hakes and also Rich were in the pool, like, literally just the whole time. So I think that's really cool because it's like a lot of these kids get really fixated on a lot of stuff. Or, Mm. you know, they're kids and they don't want to do things they don't want to do. And, of course, you're supposed to encourage them. But... They can do whatever makes them happy, which is really sweet. Like, my girls didn't want to go to programming at all until the second to last day, and we were there for, like, half of it. Mm -hmm. But it was cool, because we still had so much great bonding time, and it was awesome. And the second thing that I was going to say... Is... Oh, is... Evan Beach, I think, described this really well, Mm -hmm. what you're talking about, of this, like, hard work is that every second I feel like, but like, wow, this is just so long and when is our next meal? And I'm so tired and blah, blah, blah. Like you'd really feel the pain in the moment, but like by the end of the week, it feels like it's gone by in like two seconds Mm -hmm. and time just did not even exist because it's the sweetest thing in the world. And so it's like, okay, yeah, I had this really hard work that I had to do. I had to wake up at 6.30 every morning and go to bed at like 11.30 every night but it was the most worth it thing that I've ever done in my whole life and it felt like I was on vacation because I got to know some really sweet people and I got to spend time with the Lord and I got to eat really good food and people fed me. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, yeah, it's tough, but it also is so unbelievably refreshing and it just gives you such, like a renewed perspective on the Lord, I
0: think. Mm -hmm. Well, um, we were going to bring something else up. I forget. Really guess how was it hard? I
3: don't know. you were like the good things Johnny and friends we talked about a
0: lot. But let's Yeah, let's talk about that. Let's um <laughs> Let's talk about um what was uh, the most difficult free personality map? Uh
4: other than just like waking up like, to do that. Um yeah, because again, Tommy McCartney is a monster. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you, Tommy. Uh, but so, like I said earlier, like my camper didn't want to really be there, and also he like he relates in a strange way that's also eerily similar to how I relate, and it's just by making fun of people, uh, and usually and still like throughout the week I was pretty good at it of just like bouncing back and like all of them are stupid insults cuz he's a child and yeah what is he going to say that's going to hurt my feelings mm. but uh so like I can throw stuff back at him and stuff like that and have a good time but it was like by the third day of just like non-stop insults being thrown my way I was like get me away from him mm. uh and it was really hard to just like continually turning the other cheek, you know, of just, like, I'm getting made fun of for stupid stuff, Mm. but it just literally nonstop for 10 hours a day. Uh, And it was very difficult to learn that, like, I could, like, school this kid so quickly (laughs) and just, like, tear him down. And that's what, like, I want to do. That's what I want to do all the time, always. Mm. Um, But it's, like, no... Like, this is how he relates legitimately. Like, I ended up talking to his dad a little bit about it, and he does the same thing to his dad. Mm. Um, And so, like, learning how to still love him through that and to still have a good time through that uh, was very difficult, and hopefully it gave me a new perspective on how to deal with people that I don't necessarily love being around at all times, Mm. but...
0: Did it give you perspective on yourself of how people loved you even though you were?
4: Oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, one thing that I was thinking about when I was, like, struggling with all these thoughts and, like, taking it to the Lord and stuff is, like, specifically my relationship with Jarrett, mm. uh, who is literally my best friend but has no reason to be. Mm. Uh, like, when we were kids and still even sometimes to this day, I was brutal to him. Um and he has, like, stuck in there, which is crazy. And, like, I could point to almost every relationship or friendship, whatever, that I have, and it's like, you have no reason to be here around me because I just, like, consistently tear you down. Mm -hmm. But, yeah.
0: I'm glad you. I mean, it's just proven the point that the Lord orchestrated something there perfectly where he matched you up with your camper who's basically a spitting image of who you were, like, you know, what five, six years ago? Like yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> we or were like yesterday. I guess
4: technically like two weeks ago, but mm-hmm.
2: Yeah,
0: but Praise God. What about you, Ev? What was a very difficult part for you?
3: like a PTSD from this mic. <laughs> 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 hardest part. Mm-hmm. Um I would say the hardest thing would be just like um this might sound weird, but like interacting with others was like scarce. Because what my camper would want to do would just like literally just like go onto his own. Like a Miyoka mentioned earlier, like some people spent all day in the pool or whatever. What my camper would do is like we would show up at like programming for like twenty minutes, tops, and then be gone away from people for like the whole day for the most part. Hmm. And stuff. So it was kinda of tough. Uh in the sense of like, there wasn't a lot of uh, communication outside of like just my camper. And I expressed really like sometimes that can be like difficult to like interpret and stuff. What's cool though is like, I, this was my second year with him. And so I was able to like kind of understand like the in, intention behind what he's saying a lot better and stuff like that. So like when, um, <coughs> when unnamed camper, <laughs> uh, when I would like <laughs> Talk to him And I would be like Hey do you want to do This thing or this thing And then he would be like Do you like Wendy's And stuff I would have to Ask about Burger King Or Walmart mm. Or Hobby Lobby A lot and stuff And Who likes Walmart <laughs> This man likes Walmart yeah. it.
0: Yeah. it was a
3: camp Um But yeah so Like it was kind of cool Like learning like What he meant and stuff, mm. when saying, like, these kind of, like, more or less random things, mm. or, um, you know, like, learning, like, his expressions and stuff, mm. but point being is that communication was difficult, so that was hard, but what I'm also thankful for is that I did have, like, a partner, STM, it's something that I had never uh, met before, uh, but he was, like, a part of this youth group that was there and mm. stuff, and that was pretty cool, because, like, I ended up bonding with him a lot. And a buying, like, with their, uh, the, like, youth pastor that brought them a lot and stuff like that. They were, like, really cool. There was one night, Matt was in the same cabin as me. We were dressed, rest. And then uh, there was one night he, like, popped on over because we were going to watch the finals. Matt did not like the results of the finals. <laughs> I'm so sad. But, like, we all just, like, went in a circle and ended up sharing our testimonies and stuff. which was really cool. Anyways, this is getting off track. There was no question is that uh, it was... Difficult being, like, kind of separated from people throughout Mm. the week and stuff. Um, And I guess, like, the other part that was difficult would be, like, just that whole aspect of communication. There's people that had a lot harder time communicating than I did. I will make that very clear. Mm. Um, There's a lot of campers with, like, a lot, like, less ability to communicate and stuff. And I, I think, like, a couple, like, clear examples where, like, they might know um a few signs or Mm. something or they like can't talk at all um and stuff so you know not like it was still difficult though for sure so I feel like that was the most difficult parts of the week just like kind of being um unto himself a lot just allowed like not a lot of uh respite from that Mm. but it's also not what the week's about it's Mm. still about them and like what they want to do all the time and stuff yeah. And that's like what's really cool. So I would say like it was, it was hard to deal with those things. But also in the moment, I didn't think about it a lot. I was like, I'm just, that's to cool. Like love this dude and stuff.
1: So,
0: um, um, yeah.
1: I think that this year I had less hardships per se than I have in previous years. So, That's cool. Shout out to my kid. But um, I do think that there were, it was just like, obviously not the easiest thing because we're waking up early and really like the heat kind of awful because the AC barely worked in this building and it was pretty much like 110 real feel every day. And my camper also loved to move. She loved to run. She is what they call a runner. Mm. And It was not that terrible, but I was still like, wow, I literally am just like full force running through this building, like sweat dripping down my face. And even like one time I, so I have rosacea. Okay. So my face gets really red very easily, especially Mm. when I move. And so I was chasing her outside for like literally 45 minutes. No one else was out there because I was trying to get her to come inside because they had to leave. Mm. And that was one of the hardest times actually, because it was really sad because she was just having a meltdown because she didn't want to leave and she wouldn't listen to me. So that was tough. And no one was there to help me. Hmm. So that was pretty awful. But the point of that story is that I came inside and I was talking to somebody. I was talking to their family and I was like, yeah, don't mind the fact that my face is really red. I have rosacea. And they were like, yeah, it is really red. Are you okay? And I was like, wow, thank you guys. Mm. So that was my biggest hardship. Um, That's a joke. The point of that (laughs) is that um, most of my hardships and difficulties, I think, were just trivial things that kind of like Evan said, I was able to get over pretty quickly. Um, It was hard because she missed her mom a lot. She had, like, some separation anxiety and didn't really listen to me. And so she would walk to her mom's room all the time. And I was like, girl, we cannot go down this hallway. Like, we're not allowed to be by ourselves. We have to be with people. But she wouldn't listen. So that was hard. And communication was kind of tough with that. But to go deeper, I guess, I think really what was hard is it just the whole week, simultaneously while I was really happy and filled with joy, it also made me really angry because specifically at the talent show, I remember sitting there and I was just like, I was on the ground behind these chairs because my girls did not want to sit in chairs so we were playing with blocks on the floor and um, I could hear it was the kazoo act. Someone was kazooing Amazing Grace and I was just like so pissed off because I was like, why... Are these acts, the things that these people are doing, not something that is okay for them to do in the real world? Like, why would they get up on stage and people would laugh at them and boo at them? And why is there not a talent show where everyone can show their talent all the time? Mm. And I was just so angry and so upset with the world. And then just seeing like the pain that these people go through every day. And that's really evident on the last day when people are leaving because... These kids are just like, you can tell every single one of them is having such a hard time leaving because they know that they're going to go back to somewhere that people aren't going to love them and people are going to look at them weird. And there's kids like screaming and crying and having meltdowns. And it's just like literally the worst thing to witness ever because we're coming from this place that is like heaven just to be thrown back out into the world that is just so awful and so evil. But then also, like, on the other hand, it is kind of convicting because it's like every day of the week I live in that world yeah. and I'm not angry about it every day of the week and I probably add into that every day of the week. So it's also something for me to think about. But to summarize what I'm saying is I think that was really the hardest thing is, like, the emotional
2: toll that it takes. Hmm. Um I think one of the hardest things for me... Um, was getting outside of myself Hmm. because I, all of a sudden was responsible for another person and remembering that throughout the week was really tough. Um, but also benefits to my camper. She was a huge, huge social butterfly. Hmm. So like, she just wanted to talk to everybody um, and I am a selfish, punctual little asshole, mm-hmm. and I like to be where I want to be when I want to be there. And uh, my camper was not that way; mm-hmm. like uh, she would literally make pit stops at every other person <laughs> um, just to say hi, how are you, mm-hmm. or like how are you doing. Um, so I feel like that was one of one of the hardest things for me was just. Um, trying to get her from point a to point b and not looking at it as a frustration for me but more just like she's a social little butterfly and she wants to talk to people and like Mm -hmm. that's a really cool thing um but for me i was just like oh we need to like get to where we're going like can we just get there um so i had to to learn to not be selfish, but also, yeah, like I'm serving another human being mm. and like, she is my responsibility right now. And, uh, that was really tough to like come to realization with that. Um, but also, yeah, I guess just kind of like Amia said, uh, the emotional aspect of like, uh, trying to figure out how to talk to my camper Um, how to have conversations with her, like what we should talk about, what questions I should ask her. Um, And it was kind of that concept with like everybody else as well. Like uh, for example, like campers that uh, spoke in sign language, like I don't know how to speak sign language. Mm. So I was like, how am I supposed to even remotely relate with anybody like this? Um, So it really just pulled me 100% out of my comfort zone and also took my eyes off of myself onto this other person for a whole week, which was so freaking rewarding, Um, but really tough, like really, really tough. So that was one of the hardest parts for me. I'm used to waking up early, so that wasn't like super, super hard, but um, yeah, it's different when you're like, (laughs) (laughs) fuck, I love you, Tommy, I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, But uh, it's different, I guess, when you're like, go getting up early and going to work this is like totally different you are literally serving another human being and doing the things that they want to do not what you want to do but what they want to do so that was really tough but very cool
0: well to wrap it up this will be your time to make your pitch on Uh, To everyone uh, Why they should Go to Johnny and Friends And I'll let you each have uh, Your last words And your own pitch
4: Okay yeah I'll go first Um, Literally I think everyone should go It is It's hard It's painful It's a lot of times Not fun But it is by far the best thing that I've ever done. It broke me in ways that I was confident that I would never be broken in. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, Yeah, it's... I don't know. It's incredible. Like Amia said a few times, it's, in my opinion, the closest thing to heaven that we will get to experience on this planet. Hmm. Unless somehow there's something closer to it, which I firmly do not believe. Mm. Um, but yeah. Marvels.
3: That's so scary. <laughs>
0: Why should I go to Johnny and Friends? Um,
3: <coughs> I'm not like a poster. Like
4: flip <laughs> You're a visual guy. Um,
3: no, I mean... I think it's in, like... Depends on how I want to look at it. Like, and there's part of it, the aspect where you asked that question earlier, like, what did God show us through the week? And we all had answers to that. Because God is, like, super working in that week. And so, it's transformative for, like, the people that do volunteer in, like, tremendous ways. Mm-hmm. And they see, like, incredibly new, like, parts of themselves and have, like, new convictions and stuff like that. And that's pretty incredible. So, if you want to look at it from that aspect, then that's, like, alone, like, a huge reason to go. But people do say all the time it's like a little slice of heaven and stuff like that and it's totally accurate because it's this environment that is entirely based off of loving others and stuff like that is the entire feel of the week that's why there's these prayer groups and these um teachings in the mornings and stuff like that all based off of this idea of like just loving one another completely selflessly like trying to like get out of self-mindset like totally And, you know, we can't actually do that for real Mm because we're human, infallible, or whatever. But, like, that environment is incredible and, like, very starkly different and stuff. And you can, like, feel that in the air. And that's pretty awesome. Furthermore, um, the ability uh, to, like, love somebody and just present, like, God's love in such a tremendous and meaningful way when they don't, like they can't receive that from the world or they don't receive that from the world Mm -hmm. and stuff. And um, because the world does like just push them aside and like, you know, teaches them that they're less and things like that. And it's terrible, but just to be able to partake in like the one time that these people are like on the throne and stuff like that is incredible and like really like profound and stuff. Mm. I, I just think like God is like, so good, and so clear how good he is during that week, and it's just, like, a beautiful experience like I will, like, say literally to anybody that they should go because I I can't think of anything else like on earth that you would have, like this experience, there was something I think, what, Rich said it, he, like, compared it to, like, a mission um, trip they took to, like to India. In- India, yeah, and then he was like, that ain't shit compared <laughs> to this, <laughs> like um, so, that's how, uh, powerful it is, and you should definitely go, along with everyone else that is listening to this. Mm. If you don't, I'll find you. Mm. Yeah.
4: Can I say one more quick thing?
3: Yeah.
2: Wow. <laughs>
4: this is the thing that got me to go week two when I was thinking about it, mm. is that the more STMs that go, the more families that can go. Yeah. So, uh, like, you going literally allows another family to go and experience this and experience God in a way that is impossible in the world that they live in from day to day.
2: Hmm. Um Yeah, I mean, I can't really top what either one of them said, but Hold the mic. Okay. Okay, dad. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um
0: <laughs> That's my daughter.
2: But <laughs> Yeah, I forgot to say that you're my dad, mm-hmm. you know. It's more important. Um, but anyway, this was one of the most incredible experiences of my life, although I feel like my camper was not like super difficult. um it's still like we're so used to on our day to day basis just talking and relating how we know, and uh this just really takes it to a whole nother level of you have to rely on God or Mm -hmm. you are like, you're not going to make it through the week. Like if you're solely relying on yourself. Um, So I think it is just like grows your relationship with God personally um, because he is the only one that's going to give you that power to get through that week. Um, But also, yeah, just kind of like Evan said, um, just seeing these people, and making them feel like they are the center of attention, um, that people care about them and that people love them is one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my life. Mm. And it is displayed every single day there, whether that's through like something like the talent show or simple conversations with these campers. Um, But you can clearly see like God's glory there and Mm. it like pours it rains and it's so freaking sweet. Um, mm. I definitely plan on going back. Um, and I think everybody else should too. Um, yeah, it's amazing.
0: Beautiful.
1: So I was trying to convince my parents to go and I think I sold my mom, but what I said to my dad was, <laughs> where'd you
0: sell her? Oh, on Craigslist <laughs>
1: actually. Well, whatever. Um, <laughs> Sorry, that was not the same train of thought there. But anyway, what I said to my dad is, I was like, there's literally no reason you could say that would be a a good enough reason for you to not go. And then he was like, that's not how you convince someone. So then I put it into better words. mm -hmm. But I still stand by that statement (laughs) because whatever uncomfortability, whatever fear you have, like go to Johnny and friends and watch the Lord just like bulldoze that and then show you the best time of your life that you have ever had. Just like everyone has described. But I think the reason that I'm convinced that this is a good thing for people to do is that this is very, very obviously where the Lord's heart is at. And not only because you see him working really clearly at Johnny and Friends, but because throughout the whole Bible, you just see Jesus all over the place. In the Old Testament, too, he talks about the orphans and the widows. And it's this common thing that is brought back up time and time again. And it's really clear that the Lord's heart is for people who are disadvantaged, people who are outcasted, people who are put aside. And that is exactly what Johnny and Friends is about. That is exactly the kind of people that they are loving. And that's where Christ's heart is at. That's what I'm convinced of. And Psalms 10, 14 says, but you, God, see the trouble of the afflicted. You consider their grief and take it in hand. The victims commit themselves to you. You are the helper of the fatherless. So my point is, that this is where god is working this is the people that he loves and of course he loves all the people that are back here at home but this is just a time where his love can be poured out on them like none other Mm -hmm. and like i said i have never seen that anywhere else i have not seen him answer so many prayers in such a short period of time i've not seen him comfort so many people in such a small period of time either like it's just so so beautiful and it's clear that his glory is there and I feel like obviously I've never seen God otherwise I would not be here but I I feel like I've seen him there and Mm. I have seen clearly just like the blinding light of his love and his grace and his mercy and I don't know why you wouldn't want to see that Mm. and because I'm talking to you Corey I don't know why you wouldn't want to see that and you should go to Johnny and Friends because it is life changing and you get to meet God in a way that you never have before
0: Well, we spent uh, 100 minutes trying to convince me. I think it worked. No, I definitely uh, would like to go, whether it's, what, two weeks, three weeks, or next year. Uh, I definitely would love to see what you guys are talking about. And I hope other people listening to this do too. Especially the person in Denmark that randomly listens to this episode. (laughs) episode. What? We got a shout out to Denmark, whoever's out there. We see you.
1: Also, Hungary, right?
0: Hungary, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Alaska? Shout out to uh, non-Americans, not ohioans even. Um, We see you representing. But um, it was uh, really encouraging to hear all this. And I thank you guys for coming on sharing your story thank you for serving and uh stepping out and paying money to go sacrifice and uh the lord clearly blessed all of you through that